Good evening and welcome to Italian Impact Weekly. I'm your co-host, Steve Stefano Mancini. And my name is Claudio Relsano, and as always, we appreciate you tuning in. We do indeed. And another week, another dollar, another dollar seventy-five with inflation, um, which is still worth nothing. <laughs> Claudio, it was a very interesting weekend. And I, I wanted to before we jumped into our guest, I wanted to I wanted to kind of bring a few things that actually happened this weekend. And one is a big one for us. You know, this show doesn't exist without the support of our listeners. Yeah and local businesses and national businesses. And so we've just got another sponsor and I would like to thank him. And his name is Chris Gonzalez and he is actually a field agent with the Knights of Columbus. And you probably heard last week we started uh, broadcasting, you know, an event coming up that he's going to have a special needs planning seminar. So we'll play that more information about that during the break, but uh, I would encourage you, give Chris a call if you are interested in learning anything about the Knights of Columbus or financial planning. Chris has been doing this a long time and I've known him for a little while now. And in fact, just to tell you what my faith is in him, I actually went through him for a whole life plan. So I have, I have, I'm like you, Claudio. I try to think of different ways to have multiple streams of income later. So the whole life, I like to do the annuity, the pay, no taxes and all that good stuff, but you got to pay now. So give Chris a call at 412-605-9074. He'll talk to you about all kinds of stuff. In fact, He's we had him. Too. He is a good guy. In fact, we had him on uh, Talking Business and Life. And again, great discussion. I'd like to get him back because that guy is very knowledgeable on insurance and kind of cleaning things up and making it very easy to understand for the folks that are not in the insurance business. Another nice event was from another sponsor of ours, the Calabria Club. So the Calabria Club had one of their, you know, one of our, you know, kind of quarterly meetings or whatever you want to call it. And uh, it was after the Fair Augusto event, which we had back in. <laughs> August. And that's the whole squish on the, you know, walking on the grapes in the box. Fun event. So Calabria Club is a very active group. This is another thing that you and I have talked about. We've talked about this with guests is you've got a lot of these groups and you say, well, what are they doing? Are they active? Are they doing anything? Why should I join the group? Well, Calabria Club, and again, go out to our website and you can click on the link and take them out to their site, but they've got a lot of good things coming up. And it's not just for you know, Italians that have to be from Calabria. It's Calabria Club and Friends. So I mean, of course, Cla- you know, Claudio and I, we have our roots in Calabria, and uh, we're, you know, yes, we do. We're just a little more biased, <laughs> but um, you know, we encourage you to go out to our website, click on the link, see what's going on. We had a great this uh, a, a great event this weekend. In fact, last night, um, a nice gathering and a lot of homemade food. And man, they love Soprasano. Which event was that? It was just one of their regular meetings. Again, you got to go out to the site. This is this, the regular things that they do. When are you going to join? I know I have. <laughs> get on the dish drill, I'm man. juggling so many balls. No, I will I definitely didn't. do it. No, I I, but it was great. Just I mean, for the super side that I'm on. <laughs> I'm telling you, it was good food. And then lastly, I want to talk about La Scuola d'Italia Galileo Galilei. If you go back, what, eight, nine months ago and listen to me try and pronounce that. <laughs> It was not as smooth as it's getting. It only takes eight, nine months to say something correct. But good news. So as everyone knows, back in March, and, and, you know, we've had other fundraisers, you know, the whole intent was to support, they are a nonprofit. I cannot stress that enough because you can go take language, you know, lessons with a lot of different organizations online. You know, there might even be something in Pittsburgh you can do. But being nonprofit means something. What it means is, you know, you could possibly have tax deductible uh, implications with your with your tuition because you're supporting a nonprofit. It also means they're keeping costs down. They're trying to do things at a lower cost because they're intentionally being a not for profit. 
So they got to charge, you got to cover costs. But again, being a 501c3, very important. And I encourage folks to go look into them. So here's the give a darn though. So all of that fundraising and all that work, finally, they have an agreement in place to purchase a building. It's going to be in Shadyside here in Pittsburgh. And the good news about that is, one, there will be a cultural center dedicated solely for the Italians. Now, there is the Heinz History Center, and Melissa's great. We've had her on this show. But the Heinz has a section for Italian-Americans, a very good section. Claudio, I believe you have a special interest in going there. I do. I have, a uni- have my uniform shirt, um, a hat, a helmet, shoes, a trophy, uh, all kind of stuff that they asked me to donate, and that was an honor. Oh, and, that's, and that is yeah. awesome, and that's, and that's what it's about. It's about, you know, honoring legacy of folks that have come here, you know, sons and daughters of immigrants, great-grandchildren of immigrants. But Heinz is all things to all people, and I say that in a good way. La Scuola is going to be primarily, again, it's a cultural center, but it's going to be primarily for Italian-Americans. And so one of the new things they're going to be doing is having naming rights available Big deal with a lot of new buildings and schools is to go out there and say, you know what, as long as that school exists, I want to have something dedicated to my family. So again, I encourage you, go out to the website, go out to La Scuola d'Italia, Galileo's, Galileo's website. I almost <laughs> you got did, it. You there. were saying I it. I right? almost got it. There. <laughs> but go out to their website and check out their naming rights kind of fundraiser, an opportunity to kind of, you know, memorialize Either your, you know, your last name, your cognome, your family's name, um, you know, friends, relatives, or even your business. You know, whatever you want to do, whatever you want to memorialize, have people walk, you know, walk by it, see it, remember it. Give them a call. Reach out to them. Very affordable, which is the other thing. Again, they're a not-for-profit. It's not about, you know, sticking it to you and making millions of dollars. It's about, listen, we're trying to open up a cultural center. You know, can't, can't do it on good looks, you know. Otherwise, Claudio, I'd have five mansions. <laughs> no, nah, I'm kidding. But no. So again, I encourage you to go out to the website, check it out. And if you're interested, please reach out to La Scuola d'Italia, Galileo, Galilei. You can go out to their website or obviously you can go out to our website, italianimpactweekly.com. We always encourage you to go out to our website, either that or our other website, crsmmedia.com. We have other shows on there. And in fact, I'll be adding a certain show on there tonight because we've added another another show onto the site so again it'll be a sports theme show but uh you know entertaining nonetheless so good well, very entertaining very you will very not be bored that's what <laughs> no no but anyway so i have yammered long enough so with that being said it is time to bring on a very good guest which i think is going to be a good guest you know i looked at his little bio and i'm like huh interesting but you know him not better bad. than i do so all yours a nice young man who is an excellent golfer he is a senior at berry college in miami florida he finished first in the 2020 HLGT Pittsburgh Open, the 2021 WPGA Amateur Qualifiers, 2022 WPGA Spring Stroke Play, number, he was finished first, 2022 again WPGA Open Qualifier, 2022 PA Open Qualifier. He is, in my opinion, on his way to big super things in the pro world if he so chooses, which I bet you he does, and that is Amani D'Ambrosio. Amani, thank you so much for being on the show. Thank you guys for having me. Um, it's a pleasure to be here. All right, brother. Well, you know what? Let's first start off before we talk about your your, your great career thus far. Uh, we like to start off on this show about your Italian upbringing, if anything. Obviously, your name ends in a vowel, so it's all <laughs> yours. Yep. So I don't know as much as I would like on my 
Italian heritage, but I do know that my great grandparents uh, came from Italy. I believe they were from Abruzzi, and our the D'Ambrosio name was it had an A at the end, and then when they came over, uh, it got changed to an O. Intentionally or by accident or what? Uh, I I'm not sure on that. Okay. But I do know that it was D'Ambrosia. Okay. And, and did you guys have uh, any traditions that you did? You know, a lot of the guys, pretty much all of the guests have the same thing, you know, holidays. And we had Chris Corciani, a, a, a basketball legend, North Carolina State, talking about a revolving door of, of family members and sausage and meatballs and, and the food, obviously. Did you guys have <laughs> something like that? Yeah, well, we we always do this. We try to do the seven fishes on Christmas. Right. So we, we always have um, – my dad's side is the Italian side. Okay. So every Christmas we go to his his mom's house and we have a huge dinner there. And yes, like the revolving door. Right. That's what it's like. And then we have the seven fishes. Does your mom make sure it's organic? <laughs> she tries. Well, she's she the tries. best. We're going to talk about her in a little bit. But oh yeah. Now, when did you dis- when did you know? When did the bug hit you about wanting to be a golfer, pro golfer? So I grew up playing pretty much every sport. My parents put me into all the activities. And then so I got to middle school where I played basketball and baseball, which I was pretty serious in. Um, I, I traveled all over the Northeast for that, for those two. Um, and then kind of took golf up just with my buddies. And then I went to Arizona. Um, I have some, a few family members out there and I played with a college golfer. Not, I don't remember where, what college it was. Um, and just saw the way he hit the ball and the way he shaped it and, that kind of peaked, it made my interest height, heightened, you could say. And then started pretty much going to the golf course every day from there. So that was around um, when I was 11 or 12. Mm-hmm. So you started playing maybe more seriously before you knew you had any talent in it? Yes. I I mean, I'm not, I haven't really asked my friends, but I do know that I started tournaments probably sooner than I should have, mm-hmm. but I also think it was a good thing. I mean, I, I started tournaments um, right as I started taking golf seriously. Wow, you jumped right into it. Yeah, I think my first tournament score was about 120. <laughs> Well, that's okay. And and you certainly have lowered it since. Now, yeah. were, were you discouraged at all at the beginning and saying, um, maybe, I, 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 maybe I can't do this for a living pro? I mean, I don't, I really didn't think about turning uh, pro until I was 18. Okay. That's when I, I mean, I can say I took golf seriously starting at about age 12, but when I really started putting my time and, you know, seeking knowledge was when I was about senior year of high school. Now, is that considered old? Because you hear a lot of these kids, what do they call them? Uh, pro, what's Protégés. Pro, or prodigies. Prodigies, prodigies yeah. Um, like they're seven. And sit, Tiger Woods oh, was yeah. on uh, 
that's incredible with Fran Tarkington at age like six. I mean, uh, so is 18 a little bit too late? Uh, I don't know if it's too late. Not but too late, I'm sorry, but you started later, I guess. Yeah, it, it's definitely on the later side okay. for sure. I mean, let me ask you, you know, you're going to school right now. So are you already thinking, you know, how far ahead are you thinking? In other words, a lot of times when we interview folks, we're kind of interviewing athletes kind of after the fact. And, uh-huh. almost, and almost all of them say, you know, I was never thinking about anything else but doing this. And then somewhere while they're doing their careers, they realize, well, wait a minute, this ain't going to last forever. I mean, where, where are you at in your, kind of your mindset? Are you just like, nope, golf 100% I'm in? Or, hey, I need a plan B just in case. Like, what's, what's going through your mind? So, I mean, I think if I – I mean, I do want to play at the next level. And I think to do that, I, I have to be all in, you know. I have to be willing to put in the time and the effort because if I, if I'm thinking about that plan B, I may end up putting too much energy into that and it may take away from my focus on the golf. No. Something that Mario Andretti said, yep. there's no plan go B. Go all the way in. Go all the way in. No, I kind yeah. of agree with that. To add on to that, I do think that there's something to be said for after I'm golfing. I, I do think about that quite a bit about, because that kind of fuels what I want to, how I want to go about my golf. Because I do see that some of some of the things that I learn now can be used to live a, a flourishing life once I'm done uh, golfing for myself. Now, what are you majoring in? Finance. Okay. So at least you're able to handle your own money. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Now, when, <laughs> when you announced, I guess, to your family, friends, to the world that pro golf, being a pro golfer was what you wanted. What was the reaction? Did you get support? And was anybody against you? I know that's something that was that happened to me. There was a lot of people against me. Not my mom and dad, of course, but how, how was the reaction? Um, being 100% honest, I, I don't think my parents ever wanted to steer me away from this path, but they did mention, you know, the plan, the plan B and certain things I can do to support myself as I'm making my way onto the PGA Tour. But as time went on, I weighed the options of what it would be like to have that plan B. And I kind of, as we're having our conversations, you know, at the dinner table or wherever it may be, I stayed persistent with saying that this was what I wanted to do. And they kind of they accepted that and they're very supportive of my vision. So I'm very grateful for that. Sure. Amani, let me ask you, you know, I, it's interesting that you said you didn't start as young as most people do. I've, I've coached a lot of sports for a lot of years, including younger travel players. And I've seen parents drop them into a ton of sports. Those kids are constantly somewhere doing something. And by the time they're 16, 17, 18, they're either burnt out or their bodies are already worn down. Let me ask you a question. What motivates you to not burn out? Because doing, and I don't say this in a bad way, but doing the same thing over and over again, you know, a lot of people are like, "Eh, I'm kind of like, I don't feel like doing it today. (laughs) But if you want to be a professional, it's got to your point, you got to be all in. What motivates you to stay all in and not drop the ball? Great question. So I think it's the growth, not really, you know, from a golfing aspect, but just in my life. Golf is, you know, to be the best golfer, I have to keep my body in shape and keep my mind in the right place. And I, I find that that not only helps me on the golf course, but away from it. And when I'm in competition, 
you know, it, it challenges me in a way where I learn something about myself and that's kind of what keeps me going because I know every time I compete, whether it's just with my friends, um, in a casual round or in a tournament, I, I'm able to learn something and, and use that to grow. Talk about why you went to Barry College and tell us a little bit about Barry College. Well, I was, so it's in Miami, Miami, Florida. I was originally committed to Johnson and Wells, which is an NAI school in Miami here. I only had two offers, which was Johnson Wells and Penn State Altoona. And during COVID, Johnson and Wells actually shut down their campus in Miami completely. So I had to find a new uh, university to go down in Florida because I wanted to play golf really anywhere that was offering me a place to play. But the one thing I wanted was it to be in Florida. And luckily, the coach from Johnson and Wells reached out to Barry. And they, Jimmy Stobbs was the coach at Barry. He offered me a spot and Without knowing, it ended up being the number one Division two team in the in the country. Wow! So it was a pretty cool setting. My fre- or my freshman, and you know, up until now, I I got to play with some guys who are now trying to play on the PGA Tour. So that I'm I'm very grateful for that. Now, was it Florida because you want to practice year round? Basically, I mean, I mean, how often? I'm assuming Correct. that's the reason. So, how often are you playing golf? Every day. No, is there, and again, there's no, um, and I only ask this because having done other sports, especially hockey, and I can prove it with my shoulder surgery, you know, that repeated motion, how do you train to not overtrain, uh, a, you know, a muscle? That's a good one. So I, I have a very, I found a really great team around me. I have a, a chiropractor and then I have a trainer and they kind of, they understand that the aspect of it and the main thing is really swinging the opposite way that's really how i the main way i keep those overuse injuries in check by keeping the about uh the body balanced now you're you're a senior right now let me ask you a question obviously the pga tour is, is it has no dependence on when you graduate it's just all about question making your way into it by by winning amateur tournaments What's the process? Like, how do you see this playing out? Well, I see myself going through Corn Ferry Tour qualifying school, which is three stages. So if you get, get through first stage, you're guaranteed uh, status on the tour below the Corn Ferry, which is now, it was the Canadian tour and the Latin America, but now it's, they combined and it's called the Americas. So first it I'll be playing in the Americas most likely unless something happens where, you know, my best golf comes out in qualifying and I go straight to the corn ferry. And then once you have status on those places, you're really just trying to, well, for me, I, I want to win those tournaments, but you're just trying to make the cuts. So you're building points and then that eventually gets you to the PGA tour card. Okay, we're going to take a quick break, and we're going to come back with Amani D'Ambrosio and talk more about his golf career. 
Um, if you miss Italian Impact Weekly, which you can hear on Thursdays, 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. on WKHB Radio, 620 a.m., 102.1 FM, you can catch the archives on www.italianimpactweekly.com. We've had such great guests as Mario Andretti, racing legend, NFL quarterback for the L.A. Rams, Vince Ferragamo, Chris Corciani, the point guard for Jim Valvano's NC State Wolfpack. And last week we've had the subject of the movie Invincible, former Philadelphia Eagle Vince Papali. So check us out. If you have any questions or comments, please send them to questions at italianimpactweekly.com. Another show that Steve and I do is Talking Business and Life with Claudio Relsano and Steve Mancini. You can check out that show at, on www.crsmmedia.com. And some of the topics on that show are different funnels of income, dealing with rejection, dealing with loss, failure. It's a very impactful show that we enjoy doing, and uh, we've had some great comments on it, so check that show out. Also, if you're interested in hosting your own podcast, please connect with us on, uh, you go to questions at italianimpactweekly.com. Uh, we can host your show and work with you on Empire Media Ventures under that umbrella. And uh, my show, The Claudio Relsano Show, I've had such great guests as Ken Griffey Sr., Jerry Cooney, Dick Vermeil, Al Oliver, Rocky Blyer, Supreme, Jim Rooker, Roman Gabriel. You can listen to that show on ClaudioRelsano.com. And my book, Lead from the Heart Up, Not to Neck Up, How to Create a Positive Winning Culture on the Field and in the Office. You can get that on my website at ClaudioRelsano.com or at Barnes & Noble and Robinson or Barnes & Noble and Amazon.com. We'll be right back with Amani D'Ambrosio. You are invited to join us for a special needs seminar to learn more about the financial services and fraternal benefits offered by the Knights of Columbus. That's November 18th at Shadow Lakes Country Club. For more information, you can reach out to Chris Gonzalez at 412-605-9074. Thanks to Greater Pittsburgh Travel. For any of your travel needs, let Tom and the team at Greater Pittsburgh Travel know and they'll take care of you. For more information, call 412-331-2244 or visit their website at www.greaterpittsburghtravel.com. For all of your plumbing needs, be sure to try Pellucci Plumbing. Nick and the team have decades of experience and will get you back up and running. For more information, call Pellucci Plumbing at 412-782-5050. And we want to thank the Calabria Club of Pittsburgh. If you're interested in learning more, you can find their contact information on Facebook at Calabria Club of Pittsburgh. Again, thanks, Domenica and the team at the Calabria Club of Pittsburgh for your support. And we want to thank La Scuola d'Italia Galileo Galilei, the only nonprofit school in Pittsburgh endorsed by the Italian consulate. If you're interested in learning Italian or have your children being immersed in the Italian culture and language, be sure to give them a call at 412-404-7070. And that's La Scuola d'Italia Galileo Galilei. Okay, Amani. Now it is it is quite a process to go from college to pro golfer. Give us some of the obstacles that you're going to have to go through uh, to to get to that uh, to get to that level. So first is definitely expenses. Finding a way to be able to put yourself because ideally you want to be able to put yourself in as many tournaments as possible, and to do that you need. A lot of expenses there's a lot of expenses that come with that so that's definitely probably the first obstacle yeah that's before that's off the course that now do you forgive yeah. me do you yeah. have to find your own sponsors and, ask, and things yeah. like that because now not only do you have to worry about golfing 
and performing, now you have to worry about how am I going right. to get to this place. And so. does that change your status as an amateur if you get sponsored? Uh, so now with NILs, it does not change your status right. as – so it's just considered an NIL. But, yeah, that's that's not even on the course. So I unless you have an agent, you're, it's really up to you to find those sponsors that are um, – but for me, I – I don't really want to feel like I owe anyone because that then that exaggerates that pressure you feel when you're on the course. Mm-hmm. You know, it's one thing to have it off the course, but if it's conflicting while you're on the course, I think that that's where some people have more it becomes more of an obstacle for them. So for me it's really finding a way I can support my my journey. But when I get onto the course, play with that, you know, free mindset like I am am now. Let me ask you a question. You are kind of at the, what I'm going to call the halfway point of going from a dream to achieving it. You know, you're about to graduate college here, hopefully in about, what, six months? You know, then then you can really be full-time golf, going out to tournaments and, you know, good Lord willing, you know, you you, you get on the tour at some point. Being where you are right now, what would you change already at this point? Is there anything you would do different up to this point? Um, so actually I set this intention uh, as, cause we're, we just got to the end of our fall semester. And I think a big, because I'm, you could say from, from my mom and dad, I've been gifted with, you know, some wisdom and some knowledge and, and faith, you know, in God. But now it's really, putting the time into the physical side. Uh, I would say I spend a lot of time more than most on the mental side of the game. And I feel like I'm, I'm very confident in my mental abilities, but it's putting that extra time into the physical side, you know, understanding what my physical strengths and weaknesses are and, you know, building on those weaknesses while keeping the strengths. Now, now, let me ask, because you know that's a good segue to another question. Because you're you're on a team, and everybody on that team, you're trying to win as a team for the school. But at some point, you're all going to break off, and you're going to all be trying to pursue the same dream. What separates yep. you from them besides the score? Good, good, good question. I think it's what you do every day. You know, it's being that for me. It's being that professional golfer right now it's not you know waiting until i graduate to act like a professional golfer does but it's building those habits right now and that's something i've done this past year and at the end of last year is you know what what does a professional golfer do you know on a daily basis and what things can i do that may elevate me above the professional what the professional golfer does on a daily basis okay now when did you was there a point when you said yes i belong here yes i have a shot at this was there a a, a tournament a shot uh something um i think an opening experience uh was when i played in last year's u.s amateur which is the most prestigious amateur tournament that you can play in. If you win, you get into the Masters, mm. the U.S. Open, etc. And that was just being there was just a really cool experience. You know, playing alongside 
and competing against some of the, you know, big names, you could say, uh, was really cool. You know what, before I, how was that whenever you're performing against guys that you grew up watching or idolizing, which I was going to ask you, who's your favorite golfer? And was one of those golfers your favorite golfer? Uh, no. So my favorite golfer, one, is Scotty Scheffler. Okay. I just like how he goes about his mindset. Another is Ben Hogan. Sure. Just because the the way he practiced. And then, of course, Tiger, just because that's what everyone wants, you know, to be Tiger. But to go back to your question, your first question, how was it? it I mean, they treat you really well there. Mm-hmm. And it was just the, the course was in perfect condition. And, yeah, it, it's actually – I look back at the pictures probably, you know, every week. Now, I, I mentioned your mom earlier, and I had the great, great opportunity to meet your mom. And what a nice, wonderful person she is. And the first thing that comes to mind yep. when I, I think of her is how she's not selfish at all. I mean, she really she has nope. an organic store, of course, and she wants to help people. And she's crazy about you. And I'm going to be meeting your father soon, too. But how important – I know for me, I, I talk about my parents constantly, and I wouldn't be doing what I'm doing today if it wasn't for the love and support of my parents. How important have your parents been on your journey to where you want to be? I mean, I, I'm, I don't even think I can put it into, uh, you know, I, I can't express it enough. It's like, it's that, it's like love. Like you can describe love, but nobody really knows what that, what really love is. And it's kind of that feeling and that the support they give me is unbelievable. And I mean, my mom is there. They're there always to pick me up, and sure, I sure. think I think that's huge. You know, um, I I maybe underestimated that uh, when I was younger, and may, maybe I still do. I still do now, and I think as I go into the future is, and when I see them, I think I can express to them more uh, how grateful I am for their support. I, I have something on my parents' cemetery stone. They gave me the best gift one could give another, and that's the gift of belief. They believed in me, and I think that's with your parents. Uh, they certainly believe in you, and I think the best gift you can give them is to be happy chasing your dream, accomplishing your dream, and being successful. And uh, th- that would really, um, you know, that, that, that would be your gift uh, to them for sure. Yeah. Amani, real quick, uh, I want to ask you now, again, you're going to be graduating soon. You've been a student athlete now for almost four years, and uh, yeah, you're at that point in your life where you can start giving advice. So let me ask you, if you've got somebody that's coming up, no matter what the sport is, and they're going to become a student athlete in university, what kind of advice would you give them? Um, I think it goes back to what I said about, you know, what separates you from, you know, the regu- the average college golfer. And I think it's you have to wake up every day thinking about how can I be the best version of myself today. It may not look pretty or, you know, the definition may change from Monday to Tuesday, but it's putting in the effort with that same intention about what am I able to do today to better myself for tomorrow. And I I think from a golfing standpoint, but really in life is – being able to accept how, how you're feeling 
what's whatever happens outside of you externally and you know being able to accept those things and see how how you can handle those situations after you accept them now back to on the course what is the best part of your game and what is the part of your game that you would like to improve on um so the best part of my game is probably my uh grit and resilience it's hard for me to think of a tournament in the past years where i can say i gave up and i take a lot of pride in that and it actually it's helped me win tournaments and it's helped me you know go from finishing middle of the pack to uh top 10 so i think grit and resilience are my biggest strength and then weakness is you know sometimes i can put my heart out there so much that it can kind of backfire on me because i i being an being an italian i feel like we're we're very we put our hearts out there that's for sure um and we can be emotional sometimes and you know it's sometimes those emotions can take control of what i'm doing out there no that's a great point and an honest point for sure and i know exactly what you mean now but as far as driving chips part your short game long game what would you say your strength is uh short game my wedges okay why is that uh i just i i like being creative uh i i guess just playing all all the sports Maybe when I'm when I have a when I have a wedge in my hand, it, I, you know, I feel like I'm just reacting to the ball, the target, and that's pretty much like any other sport. Did you know that it would be as hard as it is uh, to get from to where you are right now? Uh, was there something unexpected? Uh, was it a little easier, a little harder? What you expected? What? I wouldn't say I had many expectations of how it's going to be because I, th I think it's important to embrace if it's hard I think it's important to brace embrace that because that's where um, the growth comes I think if it was you know you see some guys who it looks super easy to them um, starting out and then you know years go by down the road and you don't really hear of them anymore and I think it's those challenges that you face that allow you to, you know, build who you are or, and for me, build who I am as a golfer. What's next for you? Setting myself up for uh, the spring semester. We have about two months, so putting in the effort every day to set myself up. Hopefully the team win a national championship. Yeah, well, let's talk about your team a little bit. Talk about the how they have been with you and, and their goals in life. You guys talk about that. And you know what? Let's talk about your coach, too. How supportive, how has he been with you? So the team is it's a bit different this year because we had four seniors who I played about almost every tournament with. They graduated. So it's been different because I've been around – know new guys now and it's kind of a different role because I was learning from those four seniors and now I'm leading the new guys to go into the coaches so when I got here our coach was Jimmy Stobbs um, and he was here for about 25 years hmm. and his dad was in the military and so he was your stereotypical American you could say but he, he was uh, with a with a military background 
discipline was a huge part of the program. I think when those four guys left, well, before I get into that, last year, Jimmy got offered to do a coaching job at, at Navy. So he took that, and we now have Carlos Velez, who caddied for Eric Compton on the PGA Tour. Um, so two different two different coaches, but you know that discipline and trying to think of how just that structure is the foundation of Barry. And now with Carlos, you know it's more a little more creative and data driven, just because he's younger and he he has the knowledge from being a caddy on the PGA Tour. So I think those two, it's it's a really cool structure you have. And I think it's the guys who buy in are able to really set themselves up to uh, succeed once they graduate. Well, Imani, you know what? We've enjoyed this. We've been wanting to have you on for a while, and finally we got you on. And we certainly wish you all the best, and we're very confident with all the success you've had thus far i think it's just the beginning i i can't wait to see you on the pro tour and root for you and pull for you and watch you and uh we're excited for you so uh we wish you all the best thank you very much guys i appreciate it a lot all, all right. right thanks good Simone. Luck. good right. luck thank yeah you. maybe right. wait, when you make it you got to come back though on the show that's right oh so yeah we're gonna right. we're gonna hold you to that one all right all right Sounds thanks good right. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you, guys. See ya. We hope you enjoyed that interview with Hamani D'Ambrosio as much as we did. He's a great young man, like I said, and we're expecting big things from him, and uh, I'm sure we'll get it. So we're going to take a quick break, so come on back to Italian Impact Weekly. You are invited to join us for a special needs seminar to learn more about the financial services and fraternal benefits offered by the Knights of Columbus. That's November 18th at Shadow Lakes Country Club. For more information, you can reach out to Chris Gonzalez at 412 412- Thanks to Greater Pittsburgh Travel. For any of your travel needs, let Tom and the team at Greater Pittsburgh Travel know and they'll take care of you. For more information, call 412-331-2244 or visit their website at www.greaterpittsburghtravel.com. For all of your plumbing needs, be sure to try Pellucci Plumbing. Nick and the team have decades of experience and will get you back up and running. For more information, call Pellucci Plumbing at 412-782-5050. And we want to thank the Calabria Club of Pittsburgh. If you're interested in learning more, you can find their contact information on Facebook at Calabria Club of Pittsburgh. Again, thanks Domenica and the team at the Calabria Club of Pittsburgh for your support. And we want to thank La Scuola d'Italia Galileo Galilei, the only nonprofit school in Pittsburgh endorsed by the Italian consulate. If you're interested in learning Italian, or have your children being immersed in the Italian culture and language, be sure to give them a call at 412-404-7070. That's La Scuola d'Italia, Galileo Galilei. Okay, we're back. Um, I really enjoyed that. I I like the, it reminds me of when I was chasing. I'm always chasing, right? But but, uh, thankfully for me, things went the way they did. But I I appreciate the work ethic and and the attitude and and the parents' support and all that. And uh, it's not easy. A lot of it, you take two steps back, two steps forward, three back, one ahead. It's it's not a clear path. It's not a science, to say the least. Well, and also, you know, and I would say this to any student athlete. Look, you're competing against all of the other student athletes, and only so many of you are going to make it. It's not saying he is or isn't. It's just that, like, you know, we were talking about before, you know, I've, I've been on, you know, coach teams, and the parents are, my little Johnny's going to make it. And you're like, the odds are little Johnny's not going to make it. But at least in his case, 
he's getting the visibility. He's mm-hmm. he's doing the amateur tournaments now. If he's winning them. He's, oh, he's winning right. them, yeah. And, and that's my point. So because because right now it's about as much as I hate to say, well, he's got a coaching staff and you know they got support. And they've got fans. at the end of the day, it's an individual effort. Sure when you is. go out there, it's an individual mm-hmm. effort, and you've got to keep your brain. You got to keep you know you got to stay focused. You can't let you know you can't get rattled. All, all those things come into place. Now he's going to step on the course, and that's where the rubber meets the road. Mm-hmm. And if he does well, he makes it. If he doesn't, he doesn't. But you know that's that's really the nice thing about him is is in a way he's in control of his own destiny. That's I think right. a lot of people. That's not the case because, you know, you know, you scout and think how many sports there are and think how many scouts there are and where they're scouting from. This is one of these, hey, I just got to go out there as me and I'm going to get into this amateur tournament and I'm going to win the tournament and that's going to put me to another tournament. And if I win that tournament or, you know, come in the top couple, of, I'm going on to better tournaments and eventually I get sponsors, I get noticed, I get on the tour, whatever. But it's, and I don't want to say that's easier than other sports. But it's a little somewhat of a game plan, right? I mean, it's it's you. You in that case have almost total control over your destiny. But you could be a good player, say a good baseball or football player. I just nobody sees you. Well, before the show, we were talking about a young man that I'm trying to get signed from the Dominican. He's really good, and he was released from two major league organizations. But I still believe in him. Some scouts might not. So it's really, in a sense, not up to him. You know, and whereas Zamani, it's right. it's uh, most of it is up to him. But you know, you mentioned something. I, I think it's so much mental. Obviously, he has the physical part of it. That's fine. <clears throat> but I've I've used this line many times. I think I talked about it on our show, uh, the Business and Life show, when Sylvester Stallone was going to, you know, he tried to pitch Rocky, tried to pitch Rocky. Finally, he had guys who wanted to to produce it and all that. So he was in a trailer in Philadelphia. I believe it was like 4 in the morning. It was freezing outside, and he's ready to go. And somebody said, Sylvester, are you ready? And he said, no, but Rocky is, you know, that different guy. And I told you, for me, whenever I have to give a speech or go audition for something or a tryout or whatever the case is, 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 is Claude ready? Because that's what my family called me when I was a little kid. I said, no, but Claudio is. And like with Imani, you know, I'm sure he has to say, okay, now he's playing against guys he grew up watching. Didn't seem to affect them. And in golf, you're playing against the course, right? right. Doesn't seem to affect them, which is, that's what I'm saying. Mentally, it is so. Yeah. And I think that's uh, what golf is, 1,000%. Yeah, no I mean, because there's a lot of good athletes. You see a lot of hockey players go play golf, mm-hmm. and they always end up pretty decent. But uh, you, you figure how many kids go out there on, on high school and college teams and Whatever it is, man, they just can't do it under the pressure. Something, yeah. something happens, you know. Because how many times you swing that club, and you can hit a ball straight. Now I put you on a, you know, in a tournament, and all of a sudden you can't hit a ball straight. Well, what's changed? Yeah. It's in your, it's up here. It's changed. To your point, the course, the, the course is part of it. But I, I one thousand percent believe that most things are mental. It's like the seals they talk about that. You know, they say it's only ten percent physical. It's ninety percent mental. Mm-hmm. You know, why? Because most people, they, I need to say it, they crack under the pressure. You know, so. I think they think too much. Well, I think they, and probably uh, right. Yeah, I mean, because uh, you, you just overdo it in your head. Whether even <clears throat> on an interview you go for a job. I, I, I say this, I won't give a long story, but I did an interview years ago with a job that I didn't want. It was a pro interview. Best interview I ever gave. When Relaxed. I left the office, yeah. I said, man, I'm going to get this damn job. <laughs> you know, thankfully, I didn't. But but when you're when you're loose and you, you're, you're confident and you don't put so much pressure on yourself, you know, you don't tighten up, right. um, that's when you perform better. That's right. Because you know what? It's funny because most of the time I would tell you that most scouts probably get it right on the mechanics of somebody. They can see the good, the bad, the other. 
you know, I've watched it a lot more in hockey. And, you know, they'll see. You know, he's good Baseball, skaters. that talent's going down, by the way. But everything's analytics. But Well, it is about – yeah. Um, but the guys I grew up with, the scouts I grew up with, those guys were good. Well, I guess they, they, just, they just see something. I mean, mm-hmm. your eyes don't lie to you. You can watch a person, and then you get to meet them, and you say, oh, this kid's a, you know, this kid's a real – put it in Italian terms, he's a real chooch. Or, no, this kid's pretty squared away. He's got a good physique. He's got to tweak a few things. He'll be fine. You can see someone else. Oh, he's six foot four. You know, two hundred pounds, all muscles. You know, he got no discipline. Right. You're not going to make it. You know, and and that's and again, it's the differentiator is all attitude, mental, whether you make it. Now, again, some people are not born with the physical attributes. I mean, I was never born to be an inside linebacker on a football team. It just ain't going to happen. Right. But then I, I didn't want to be an inside <laughs> linebacker. I got enough problems. Could you imagine right. how banged up I'd be if I actually played professional sports? Oh, I, know. They, I know you watched watch it anymore and they're all getting carried off and oh. it's it's crazy which but. you know what and i tell you what we'll take a quick detour on that because i am still convinced this goes back to we we're talking about the in the vince papali interview i am still convinced the fact that they don't practice as intensely as they used to yeah. is causing them to miss the basics and i think there's some truth to why guys are getting hurt more or the why i think the game is not as good as it was well also in baseball the pitchers are not throwing as much but why are they getting hurt more? Oh, they're throwing harder. Those guys threw hard too. Yeah. And they the, threw and with the, everything back then. And right. and the the they were clocked when the ball hit the glove. Now they're clocked out of the hand. Those guys threw in the hundreds as well. And they threw more breaking pitches, which is oh. puts more torque on the arm. So that's and that's those just guys, great for the old uh, elbow. <laughs> you know what though? But but those guys just say a couple yeah. pitchers: Jim Palmer, Tom Seaver, and Nolan Ryan. Three of the all-time greats. They didn't miss many starts. Okay, and everybody's getting Tommy John. You know, your ear hurts, get Tommy John. And the thing is, not to get off to another thing subject, but again, they're pitching less innings, but yet they're all getting hurt. Now, try to get a – forget about the Gibsons, Palmer, Receivers, Carltons. Forget about those guys. But the next tier, the Candelarias, which is his birthday today. The John, candy man. John Candelaria's birthday. He's 70, which is – he wasn't too happy when I said happy birthday to him today, but he's, he's doing good. Uh, he's doing real good. But anyway, um, Candelaria, a rooker, uh, Jerry Royce, uh, Joaquin Andahar, guys like that that were really good. They threw a lot of complete games, a lot of innings. Their arms were fine, okay, because they kept that body, they kept that thing going. They kept that motion going. Well, there going. was something different because I'll tell you what, it's funny you say that because I would love to know the game's complete. It's such an anomaly now to yeah. see a pitcher get a complete game. It's like – don't tell me that those guys had 10, 12, 15 year careers too. Exactly. I don't and understand. And it's not like they were like, well, we're not going to throw as hard because, yeah. you know, no, they, they were hard. going out there as throwing as hard as they could throw, which is where the stress on your arm is going to come by mm-hmm. throwing as hard as you can. Now, is it weight training? Is it not weight? I mean, That's I don't know another what it thing. is. CC uh, Sabathia pitched for the Yankees in Cleveland. He said, I didn't have any injuries. So I lost weight and gained some muscle. Babe Ruth said, I'll never pull a muscle because I don't have any. When these guys are tight, and when I was growing up in the, in the 80s, 70s and early 80s, that was taboo. Weightlifting was taboo. Not your legs. Okay, Nolan Ryan, Dave Stewart, Tom Seaver, those guys trained with their legs, their legs. But they weren't bulky. You mentioned Candelaria. Watch his motion. How and he was John was six seven. How fluid. How how um, uh, you know his arm was like a whip. Kent Colvey looked like a spaghetti. You know when he. When he's he another. Him. I can't believe his arm is still on his body. Yeah. The way he threw that sidearm. I'm like, holy. Well, cow. that's a little healthier than throwing overhand. Is it? Yeah, for your rotator cuff. Oh, yeah. I didn't think that. I um, figured throwing side would have been. That's less. 
less pressure, less uh, less pressure, less cut on that rotator cuff. Yeah, I mean, it was different different ball game. But one thing I, I wanted to talk to Monty about because he mentioned Ben Hogan. Years ago in New Mexico, we were playing in a golf tournament. Candelaria was there, Rooker and all that. I put a bid on a uh, on a Ben Hogan golf club. Okay, I didn't I didn't win it. But you should have seen that golf club. It was wood. I mean, you know, and and it was wood. It was a driver. I'm saying, and now with these, you know, with that flex uh, graphite, oh, and they, yes, the head all. is like this, you know, the size of a football when you're hitting. The, the guys, the Hogans. And the Trevinos and the Nicholases and, and those guys. And the Greens, I don't think that the courses were – they were nice, obviously. But I don't think they're as manicured as they are now. I don't think they have the technology to get it to that point. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's what it is. Is uh, I mean, they're making – to your point, I think it wasn't even something come out and talked about how they're going to wind the balls tighter or something. Yeah. Or, I mean, yeah, yeah. all that changes everything. The balls were, ba- were terrible back then. Yeah. So, I mean, everything they're doing with the technology of sports is changing. It's also changing the way your body reacts. Funny you say the wood. I grew up with a wood stick in my hand playing hockey, and it wasn't probably until I was in my late 20s that I was able to get a two-piece, which was basically it was an aluminum, and you stuck a wood blade in it, and you'd glue it, and that yeah. was your stick. And then they came out with a fiberglass. probably in my 30s or 40s where they started playing with a fiberglass mm-hmm. stick. But to your point... Those guys grew, you know, when you watch the guys in the 70s, 80s, early, they're, it, like at best, they were starting to play with the aluminum two pieces, but usually it was wood. And they had to be, you, you, they, you had to be stronger to push that wood because now with the aluminum or, or, you know, the fiberglass stuff, you don't have to be as strong to get that thing around as quick. So you're getting more whip to your point on the golf, whether it's hockey, you know, you're getting more whip on it, you're getting faster, you know, you can swing it Head faster. Speed, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, I, I don't know. I think there's, there's, there's got to be trade offs in this. And I find it hard to believe, to your point, with all the injuries, it's not that guys didn't get injured before. It's just, I don't know, it just seems like it's different kinds of injuries. In and it's time. the muscle that, uh, I kind of got off the point, these guys are lifting heavily. Even some golfers, I think McElroy and some other ones. And Lee Trevino was talking about it, uh, who I listen to Lee Trevino. My, he's one of my favorite golfers. These guys are just lifting these, you know, 300 pounds, 400 pounds. And, and I can't see what they need it for. No, because um, I don't know if it helps with your that, that head speed. Maybe it does a little bit. John Daly certainly didn't lift anything. Greg Norman didn't lift anything. Well, I mean, I'm not saying they didn't right. lift it a little bit. Maybe Daly but it wasn't didn't. like, you know, like you said, like power lifting. But, but I would throw this at you. How much farther is it really going? I, I mean, I would, I would love to know. I would love to know that. I mean, what, how much to do all that working out and all that strength and all that and go, oh, I'm going to get an extra 20 yards. It's like, okay. there, There's one, he's a, and I can see his face, and I've, I like him, and he was, uh, he, he was really good. Then he really hit the weights, and he went down. And, and I cannot think of his name, but the, and he'll tell you. Flat you know what this sounds like? Way. This sounds like more motivation for me to stay out of the gym, Claudio. I like your thinking, buddy. Well, you know what? <laughs> well, you know, th- those guys I just met, well, they would throw on off days. They would do long toss, and they would run, run, run. Nowadays, back in the gym, and they lift, and they get so damn tight, you know, and, and I think that's where the injuries come from. I, I, I golf, think it is too. Golf, now, the reason why I met, we're talking because about this. Because now you're extending something that's, right. you know, you're pulling it. But the reason why we're talking about this is because you said in football they, they hit. Remember, two-a-days. Oh, yeah. They, they would start right off the bat in two-a-days, and they'd run in the heat and pads. And now there's seems like there's more injuries. Well, there's, and the, the, the irony is, is they're worried about brain injuries. So they don't, but the, but they're, they're adding more games. But they're right. But they're adding more. Yeah. Well, that's a that's a whole. Nother, and that's a, and another thing I don't get when a field goal kicker makes a, a kick, what do they do? 
they bang heads. Oh yeah, or somebody, or somebody gets injured. What do they do? They give him a smack on the helmet. Nice job. <laughs> well, then, but but after every kick, after every kick, yeah. everybody bang, bang. But that can't be good. But yet they're worried about brain injuries. No, they're, and then, they're, like, they're so not. They're, they're, they're superficially worried about <clears throat> Dane, more Dane Bramage. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, we have just about reached the end of the show, Claudio. Uh, I think it was fun bringing uh, Young Amani on because, like I said, it, I am I am curious to see where he ends up. He is off to a good start. Uh, also, student athlete, doing well in school, got good family. The, the pieces are there. It's now, Amani, if you're listening, it's, it's all up to you now. Yeah. I think you and can do this. And the thing about the show, we've been talking to guys who've already made it. Right. Now we're talking about a guy who's climbing, which is and nice. I'm, I'm excited to yeah. see how he, where he's we'll at a year well. from Great now. Great family, too. You are invited to join us for a special needs seminar to learn more about the financial services and fraternal benefits offered by the Knights of Columbus. That's November 18th at Shadow Lakes Country Club. For more information, you can reach out to Chris Gonzalez at 412-605-9074. Thanks to Greater Pittsburgh Travel. For any of your travel needs, let Tom and the team at Greater Pittsburgh Travel know and they'll take care of you. For more information, call 412-331-2244 or visit their website at www.greaterpittsburghtravel.com. For all of your plumbing needs, be sure to try Pellucci Plumbing. Nick and the team have decades of experience and will get you back up and running. For more information, call Pellucci Plumbing at 412-782-5050. And we want to thank the Calabria Club of Pittsburgh. If you're interested in learning more, you can find their contact information on Facebook at Calabria Club of Pittsburgh. Again, thanks, Domenica, and the team at the Calabria Club of Pittsburgh for your support. And we want to thank La Scuola d'Italia Galileo Galilei, the only nonprofit school in Pittsburgh endorsed by the Italian consulate. If you're interested in learning Italian or have your children being immersed in the Italian culture and language, be sure to give them a call at 412-404-7070. That's La Scuola d'Italia, Galileo Galilei. All right. Well, again, we all want to thank you very much for listening. Appreciate your support. Appreciate the support of our sponsors. If you'd like to, you know, maybe you're interested in sponsoring us, please reach out at questions at italianimpactweekly.com. Please go out to the website, italianimpactweekly.com. We need your support because we want to keep this show going. We want to grow this show. We want to continue to have exciting guests on, and we need you to make that happen. Yep. We have to thank Joe Hale, our producer, and Robert Morris University. And as always, thank you to the listeners and mom and pop.